Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. Taxes fund everything that happens in our city. You want a pothole filled, you want a bridge repaired, your garbage picked up, teachers in your classrooms. It's all covered by taxes, especially property taxes. But a huge portion of our town doesn't have to pay them. We're going to talk about why and what the mayor's office says they're going to do about it. It's Monday, April 3rd. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. I'm with Dan Davis, an organizer with the Labor Collective Pittsburgh United. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Um, So let's get into it. I want to do some table setting for folks that maybe don't understand how this works, hasn't been following it for the last few years. Um, So 20 percent, 20 percent of our city doesn't pay property taxes. Like, how is that even a thing? Yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Um, There's this test called the HUP test. Mm -hmm. You know, if we want to distill it to kind of the, the most easy to understand version, you have to have a charitable purpose. You have to give out a decent amount of your services, uh, you know, either free or donated or at a very subsidized cost. And you you have to do this in a way which it relieves the government of a burden. And you have to make sure that all of your actions are being done entirely free from private profit motive. At the end of the day, the one that like is the hardest in my opinion, or should be the hardest to prove in my opinion, is that you're operating entirely free from private profit motive. That's a really big ask from a lot of, you know, a lot of entities. Yeah. So you organize specifically around UPMC, who is tax exempt because they are technically a nonprofit and they say they don't generate any income. But what does that mean for our area that they don't have to pay any taxes? So, you know, when we're looking at UPMC, countywide, their property tax exemptions are actually estimated to be $58.3 million. And that's so that's just UPMC properties. That's a very different number than the others. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we're talking about tax exemptions, it's also important to remember UPMC is not just getting property tax exemptions. They're also getting payroll processing tax exemptions. And I know that's not, you know, super sexy or glamorous to, to say out loud. <laughs> no, but it's important. But, but it's so important because when it comes to these tax exemptions, they're property tax exemptions to just the city of Pittsburgh are about $14 million. Their payroll processing tax exemptions are also $14 million. So when we talk about the $28 million that we are owed every single year, it is actually $28 million. Mm -hmm. You know, we have our largest landowner not paying property taxes and our largest employer 
not paying uh, their payroll processing taxes. Well, and we've jumped ahead just a little bit. We're talking about UPMC because they and their properties were part of this list that came out last week. Mayor Ed Ganey promised to do something about tax exemptions during his campaign. Um, Then in January, he announced a review of those 17,000 properties. And now here we go. We finally have this first list of 26 parcels, 26 out of 17,000, that he wants to challenge um, and figure out, do they actually qualify under that law? Uh, And UPMC has a few of them. And UPMC's former name has a few of them, the Presbyterian. Yeah, UPMC comes up on the list a couple times. And honestly, you know, it's a really good start. Um, I actually think that Mayor Ganey actually made that explicit comment, like this is just the beginning or something along those lines. He said it's going to take like a year to get through the full list and decide how many of them they're going to try to challenge and in what way they're going to challenge. And then the companies can fight back and appeal. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. When when he announced this on January 24th, the only reason I remember is because it was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Accountability for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Great birthday present this year. Um, thanks, Mayor Ganey. Um, but when, when he announced it on on my birthday, on January 24th, <laughs> I was really excited to, to hear. In, in no way did anyone that, you know, that knows a decent amount about this, think that we were going to be able to challenge every single property by the time the tax deadline rolled around. Like that, that's completely unreasonable. Which is April 15th. So we're coming right up exactly. on that. And I also want to be clear, not all of this, you know, when we talk about taxes is on the city. The city does not get to choose all of its tax codes. Some of it gets pushed onto it from the state. We unfortunately live in a state that has a lot of preemption and it, a lot of it tackles how much we can do to actually infringe upon private business. Yeah. And those preemptions, um, like that test you just outlined, like that is set by Pennsylvania law. Um, This is a matter of deciding whether some of the things that are getting exemptions in the city of Pittsburgh actually qualify under that existing statute. Yes. And so the the mayor can't just create willy nilly taxes. Unfortunately, those are like a lot of those are preempted by the state. And a lot of tax code comes from the federal government around like charities and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm really glad that Ganey is actually standing up and doing something about it because he's really trying to address a lot of the issues that have, you know, prospered for the past, like, however many decades. We all kind of know the basics of taxes, you know, with Reagan starting to bring down those taxes, you know, on, on for-profits and non-profits alike. Don't give us too much credit. Not all of us understand it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I will. <laughs> so some of us know that, you know, under Reagan, a lot of our taxes went down considerably, you know, for-profits and non-profits alike. And, and what that ends up doing is it forces our local governments into a, into a sense of austerity. So austerity, for those that might not know, is when governments are trying to figure out, quote unquote, how to cut the fat. Um, and what the fat often means is government services that help people that actually need you know, assistance. Yeah. I'm talking to people that are really struggling to make ends meet. You know, for for reasons that are not just on them. And so now our government is also spending money to try to support people in ways that they never would have needed the support if we wouldn't have cut those measures via austerity, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And so we're not only missing out on the $28 million today, we're actually missing out on so much more. Because if everyone was actually able to thrive in our community because we were investing in them from the get-go... We wouldn't have to be addressing the issues that they're having today to just barely survive. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. 
Eat Gourmet Snacks People Watch will mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging Yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every Every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. A UPMC spokesman told Public Source that uh, UPMC's charitable mission of serving their patients, members, and communities um, is something that the that the city of Pittsburgh is aware of. That they have um, UPMC support um, and all of their many investments in the city, and they can count on UPMC's full participation um, in any fair, equitable program that includes this like idea of you know reviewing um, any major nonprofits. But they are very specific throughout this to make sure like you are going to talk to everybody else, right? It's not just us. You're not just picking on us. Um, What do you make of that? Like them saying like, you know, but we are a charity because UPMC is a weird entity, I think, for a lot of people. Like they have the hospital system. They have the insurance company. They also have enterprises, which a lot of people forgets, which is like how they invest in a lot of small companies. Um, Before the pandemic, they were talking about starting their own pharmaceutical company. And I don't know how you like say that's ever going to be charitable in any way. It's it's just a weird space to live in. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to a lot of quote unquote charities, um, you know, it's easy for them to hide behind the facade that they're doing something good. I mean, people hear the word charity, they hear the word hospital, and they just assume it's good. But what they're not realizing is there's actually, you know, there's a give and take to every situation. What's good, though, never doesn't always inherently outweigh what's costing our community. And I, I think that's something that people have to, to start considering. The ways in which UPMC hasn't been best for our community, the ways in which they've been exploiting their workers, the ways in which they've been saddling people with medical debt, the ways in which they've been taking advantage of these loopholes in our tax codes through their tax exemptions in ways that it's not actually helping our community. And, you know, they, they're always going to put a spin on how they spend their excess revenue. They have to spend their excess revenue because they are still technically a nonprofit. They cannot count it as profit. They're allowed keeping a certain cent or percentage of it, um, which at this point in time amounts to $8.7 billion in cash and investments that they have. Um, they were just touting that on their 2022 financials. Wow. And so, you know, they, they do have plenty of money set to the side, but they have to spend out the rest of it, you know, on on charitable purposes or on some other purposes. Does any of that include absolving some medical debt for the people that are completely like, you know, crushed under the weight of that? So what they end up doing is every year they release a report. And in that, they talk about the money that they spend on charity care, which is legally obligated for them to do. So for UPMC, their charity care policy is that if you make 300% or less of the federal poverty limit, you actually get 100% free care. 
three care. And for those that might not realize it, 300% of the federal poverty limit for a single individual is a little over $43,000 a year. For a family of four, I believe it's close to $100,000 a year. So if you are in a family of four and your collective income is less than $100,000 a year, you probably qualify for 100% free care from UPMC facilities. They're not going to be upfront about it. The, you know, I've talked to people that have gone through the process and gotten a lot of rigmarole trying to like actually you know, get that free care. But legally, they are obligated to provide that to you. Dan, this is the hottest tip I think I've heard in months. Yeah. Isn't it absolutely wild? I just looked it up, actually. The median income in Pittsburgh in 2020 was less than $30,000. So that is, that is a whole heck of a lot of people who would qualify for something like this. Based on what you just said, over 50 percent, because the median, right, that meets you at the middle, over 50 percent of our residents should be getting 100 percent free care from UPMC. And and we're also sitting in a county uh, at which I believe last time I checked, it was about 24,000 residents are struggling with medical debt. Obviously, UPMCs are not the UPMC hospitals are not the only hospitals. They're not the only ones putting people into medical debt, but they are are our largest, again, our largest hospital system. (laughs) Well, and let's zoom out just a little bit. Um, Part of the reason why we can even have this conversation about UPMC specifically is because of a precedent that was set um, in the eastern half of the state. Um, There's a system called Tower Health. Um, They have a couple of hospitals in Chester County, one in Montgomery County, um, and they went to court. Um, Mm -hmm. A Commonwealth court judge said that uh, they are actually not a charity, um, which is part of how Pittsburgh can undertake this, because now there's a precedent in that court saying you didn't qualify. You now owe all these taxes. The school district in particular, I noticed, like was having a day. Yeah, we can hire 10, 12 teachers now. We're really going to like have all of this change because of the hundreds of thousands of dollars that were then going to be pumped back into that city. So any any taxable body can take on any of these tax exemptions. And that's also really important to note because if the city is able to strip, you know, UPMC of their charity status, that doesn't actually apply to our schools or our county. They also have to go through a suit to take down those charities. Oh, they have to do a separate one. Yes, it has. It's done piecemeal, which is not ideal. Um, Yes. So, you know, Pottstown in particular, it was actually their school district. It wasn't their city that took on Tower Health. Um, and so when they were talking about their wins, which they got $900,000 from one of the Tower Health hospitals losing their tax exemptions, you're right. They were talking about being able to hire 10 to 12 teachers with that money. And so my question is, how much money will we get from UPMC if our school district would do, would do the same? So what do you expect to hear from UPMC? You know, they say they're going to be cooperative. Um, they have acknowledged many times that, you know, they fall within this Uh, sort of gray area, but obviously they fall on the side that we are charitable, we should not be taxed. Um, What do you think is going to come next now that they've made this list for review? Yeah, I I think there is the hope that UPMC will operate in good faith. I don't actually foresee that happening. I believe this is going to become litigious. Um, You know, I I think it's it's very clear. We were talking about it earlier. There are so many parcels out there to to be examined. Yeah. And we are only currently looking at six of UPMC's parcels. So when when we think about that, this is this is just, you know, as we said earlier, this is just the beginning. UPMC is going to want to stop this as soon as possible because they probably will see this as a domino effect. Do you think that the city can afford that litigious process? You know, UPMC has a lot of resources to pull from for anything like this. The city is a much more finite. Yeah. And I, I think I think what you're talking or what you're bringing up right now is 
is a major thing that more people need to be aware about. Mm-hmm. They're a $26 billion company. Our government is not that big. Our government does not have the same resources in capital, like literal wealth as UPMC. You know, I think a lot, a lot of our government is afraid of taking on UPMC in a lot of ways. And they have good reason to be afraid, you know. And I'm, that's why I'm honestly, like, really, truly thankful to Mayor Ganey for, for starting to take a stand in a real way. Because this is what our community needs. But the mayor doesn't have 100% complete power over UPMC. He does not have the power to actually make this happen. What it requires is also the community coming together to, to demand more out of UPMC. Well... Thank you, Dan, for this perspective. Um, we will, in fairness, reach out to UPMC as well. I'd love um, to you know, know what we, they say. <laughs> we, we did submit some questions earlier, haven't heard back yet, um, but there's going to be an open invitation um, to hear from them as well as this process proceeds. Like I said, it could be at least a year, probably more. Um, so a lot more to come. Yeah, for sure. Dan Davis is an organizer with Pittsburgh United. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. A little more news before you go. The furries are back and they're booked for Anthrocon. If you're new to town, Anthrocon is the national convention for folks who enjoy anthropomorphic culture, a.k.a. the furries. Pittsburgh has been hosting them for years, usually around the 4th of July weekend. And this year, every reserved hotel room sold out in minutes. I'm blown away by this. That's more than 7,500 rooms. So, of course, Visit Pittsburgh booked a couple thousand more. Definitely make sure you make time to stroll through downtown that week weekend and say hello to our good friends. A fun update to a show we did a few weeks ago, that boat that's been slowly sinking outside and down from PNC Park was finally removed and just in time to play ball. The Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission initially told KDKA that they were not responsible for that boat, but I guess they changed their mind. Check the show notes for our episode on why it was there. And local high schoolers can now get read up for free. The Community College of Allegheny County, CCAC to their friends, is offering free classes for sophomores and juniors this summer semester and fall semester. It's all funded by the Education Improvement Tax Credit Program. And get on it fast. Summer registration is open now. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please recommend us to someone. I know it's how I find all of my favorite podcasts, um, so we really appreciate it when you make a recommendation on our behalf. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter, too. It's always got the best in the berg. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to y'all soon. I mean... There's a lot of magic in me. No, I'm so sad that that's not captured in audio. <laughs> the eyebrows were special.